0: Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break, but please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course, all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive With Confidence workshop series, and of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my waitlist for a one-on-one consult, and I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited, though, and links to all of those resources are in the show notes. I'm Rachel, and I am obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor, and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist, a natural fertility educator, and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition, and menstrual cycle health. We'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor, because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fertility Co podcast. So, this episode is very special. It is the very first interview in the Fertility Files series that we're going to be doing on the last Wednesday of every month, where I interview women just like you sharing their their experiences, their fertility journeys, their pregnancy journeys, their journeys coming off birth control. And I'm really excited to share Anna's story. So, She shares a little bit of everything. She shares about her pregnancies, her current pregnancy. She was almost 37 weeks pregnant when we recorded this episode and didn't look it at all. (laughs) So Baba will have been born by the time this episode goes live, which is really exciting for her. And she shares, as I said, a little bit of everything. So pregnancy, her journey with birth control, postpartum and motherhood as well. And I'm really excited to share it with you. And just a quick trigger warning that there is mention of miscarriage and loss as well. If that's something that you don't want to hear about, that's totally fine. Just hit pause and move on to another episode all right thank you Anna thank you so much for being brave and being the very first of the fertility files interviews that we have on the podcast
1: thank you it is exciting it's an honor it's an honor to have you (laughs) so
0: can we get started by you sharing just a little bit about yourself including where you live where you're from and who's in your family
1: yes so I am Anna and I live in Iowa And I have a husband, Jack, and we've been together, been together 11 years and we've been married for 10 years. And we have a four-year-old daughter, Clara, and a three-year-old son, Lincoln. And then I am almost 37 weeks pregnant with number three. And she does not- And I am a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) I occasionally substitute teach, but mostly I just hang out with my kids, and I feel very lucky to do that. That's exciting. So we'll dive back many years.
0: Do you remember your first period? Do you remember getting your first period? Did you know what was happening? What was it like? How did you feel?
1: Go back to that younger version of yourself. Way back. Um, no, I feel like I didn't really know what was going on. (laughs) Just happened every month and I had no, um, you know, no understanding of anything really. When did that
0: change? Did that change when you first started thinking about getting pregnant?
1: No, our first was a surprise. So it was totally, I didn't think about it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and our second one was really the first month of not being on birth control. So I didn't think about it really then either. Um, But then we wanted a third baby right away. So it was taking a while. And that's when I started learning more about, you know, how your body works because they don't teach you that in health class. (laughs) Um, Because it was taking a while to get pregnant. So, um, it was even after my first two kids that I really started figuring out more, like, oh, I can't get pregnant every single day, <laughs> like I thought. Isn't that insane? Yes. That you
0: can go through two pregnancies and because you've been fortunate to conceive quickly both times, to, get to still not have an idea. Yes. It's insane, but it's also so... I can completely understand how that happens.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. You'd think by two kids you would know everything about your own body, but
0: nope. (laughs) (laughs) So how long were you trying after your second when you were trying again for a third? How long were you trying for?
1: We were trying for almost two years, and I thought it would just happen right away because it happened right away both the other times. Um, And we did get pregnant in the fall of 2021. But then I had a miscarriage. So then I was trying to figure out even more about it after that. Um, You know, like how to heal my body, how to get back to a healthy cycle. Um, So that just threw in like a whole different layer of wanting to know more about how things worked. And how long did it take? your body
0: to heal
1: or recover? I healed pretty quickly. It's like the next month, it was back to regular dates as far as like when I got my period and ovulation. But I was trying to be really good to my body and take a lot of supplements that I had heard would help. And I was tracking everything religiously after that especially. Um, and it did, I feel like my body did go back to normal pretty quickly, but it still took about six months after that to get pregnant again. And that's your current pregnancy? Correct. Yes. I found out I was pregnant on what should have been my due date from my miscarriage. So that was kind of a, an interesting little twist. How was that? How did that feel? (laughs) It was crazy. I was like, this cannot be real.
0: How crazy? A nice way, a nice way to spend the day, I guess, given that you'd have that looming over you a little bit.
1: Yes, I was dreading that day. And then it ended up being a very happy day. (laughs) And so how far along were you when you found out? How many weeks were you? I would say I was about probably 10 or 11 days past ovulation. And did you have any signs
0: that you thought you were pregnant or was missed period the first sign that made you?
1: No, I hadn't. I felt normal and hadn't missed my period. I just was obsessed with taking tests, (laughs) (laughs) as I know many people are. And how did you share the news with your partner? Well, um, I took a test at night and I could see like a little squinter of a line, but that's happened before and been just a fluke. So I didn't tell him that night. And then the next morning I got up pretty early to work out and took a test and the line was a little bit darker. So I went and woke him up and I was like, look, I'm pregnant. I know it. And he he was like, that line is very faint, (laughs) but... (laughs) He knows I'm obsessed with taking tests, so he must have believed me. <laughs> but he was very excited.
0: And how have you been feeling for this pregnancy? How you are you lucky that you don't get much morning sickness or nausea or anything? Or how are you? How have all your pregnancies been?
1: Um, I've had some. I had some morning sickness in the beginning. But I just feel way bigger this third time. Um, you know, you get to the stage where you don't feel like you look cute being pregnant anymore. And I hit that stage way earlier the third time <laughs> than with my first two. But I can't complain too much. That's good. And you enjoy being pregnant? Um, not really. I mean, I love having kids and want more after this. But I'm not really someone who... Enjoys pregnancy very much. (laughs) Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel. It's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started.
0: Is that, do you think that has something to do with, like it's a a bit of a stress thing, it's a constant constantly worrying that something could happen or it's just it's just not for you it's
1: just I don't feel like I'm very stressed even after I thought this time I would be more stressed after having a miscarriage already but Mm -hmm. you know after the first appointment I wasn't any more stressed than with my previous two that's great I just um you know gain a lot of weight clothes don't fit (laughs) (laughs) i'm to the point now where anytime i eat food i feel like there's nowhere for it to go so i like have acid reflux
0: oh the heartburn
1: the heartburn yes you're
0: giving me flashbacks
1: (sighs) it's not good but nothing like unbearable i know some people are really sick and really miserable i just don't love it
0: and that's okay (laughs) you don't have to that's totally funny. yeah <laughs> yes has it felt has it felt harder this time around being your third pregnancy feeling bigger having two young children to chase after
1: yes it's definitely the being bigger and having a three and four year old definitely has made it more uncomfortable but it's also made it go by a lot faster because I'm not you know, I'm kind of distracted by them. So that's nice.
0: That is nice.
1: But I've had some vein issues that I did not have the first two times. I think it's called, is it vulvar varicose? Oh, okay. Yes. And I had to get compression pants and compression underwear. It's just not (laughs) Not cute. It's a magical time, isn't it? Yes, it's beautiful. (laughs) But that has been the worst part of this pregnancy is anything south of the uterus is just really veiny and bumpy. And how
0: far along were you when that sort of started? Really early. Um,
1: Early, so that's not a late stage pregnancy sign for you? No, I actually thought that I had bruises on my legs at first, but then upon closer inspection, it was like chunks of bumpy veins starting to pop up. And that was probably at two months. I wasn't that big yet, but it's just gotten worse over time. Yeah. So hopefully that all goes away once the baby's born. Have you been reassured that that happens? It's one of those, oh, it'll fix itself once baby's out. Yeah, they say that it does most of the time, in at least in terms of um, the bumpiness. Mm-hmm. Like, they might still be visible. So, yeah, that was kind of a shocker because that was not a problem at all in my other pregnancies.
0: <laughs> and tell me a little bit about the first two pregnancies. So you said your first was a surprise?
1: Yes, it was definitely a surprise. I was on birth control and wow, I don't know how it happened, but my husband and I had been married about five years at that point and hadn't, I don't know when we would have decided that we were ready to have kids, but it definitely wasn't then. And it was just like my period tracker app um, popped up and said, you are done with your period. And I, was like oh no I'm not I haven't even gotten it it hasn't come yet (laughs) so that was the only reason that I even took a test and it was a big shock um (laughs) but then we knew we wanted our kids close together so the second one wasn't well I didn't think it was that much of a surprise but at my first appointment the midwife asked my husband and I so were you guys planning on this pregnancy. And at the same time I said yes. And my husband said no. (laughs) So that was kind of funny, but, um, they were both pretty easy pregnancies. Um, I was GBS positive with my second one, Mm -hmm. which was kind of the only thing that was different about that one, which wasn't really a big deal. And I was induced with my second one also, but it was an elective induction. My husband's in the military. So he was, we didn't know how long he was going to be home. And so I asked to be induced so that I knew that my husband would at least be home to meet the baby of course. in his time off. So that was different than my first one, but I had a good experience being induced. I have heard so many horror stories, but I mean, you miss out on the surprise, but the <laughs> everything went well. But there's a positive to that when you've already got one young child at home, I think, because it's
0: planned. You know when it's coming and surprises aren't that nice when you have a, what, a one-year-old that you're having to plan you know, plans for?
1: Yes, that was a really nice part about it. <laughs> I didn't have to wonder if I'd have to be dropping her off at my parents while I was in labor or anything. So yeah, that is... Very convenient. And your husband was around for both births. He got to meet both babies. Um, he was there when my first one was born, and when my son was born, he wasn't there. But he came. He came home after I had only been home for one night. Okay. So when he was born, when my son was born, I knew that my husband wasn't going to be there that day, but. We decided to do it anyway because we wanted the baby to be born by the time my husband got home because I would rather have help.
0: Yeah, otherwise, otherwise he might be waiting.
1: He might be with you for the waiting part, and then that's it. That's yes. Understand. So I had a friend from high school, and my sister-in-law were there with me instead of my husband, and it actually <laughs> I preferred it that way. <laughs> it was a lot more fun, you know, more fun vibes with some girlfriends there. <laughs> And had they had had children? Yes. One of them had a baby and one of them did not have a baby at that time.
0: I have heard that so many times that your life partner is not a good birth partner. (laughs) <laughs> that you're really so better off. Yep. You're so much. <laughs> my husband doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's okay. Um, but Fair enough. It's so much. I've heard that a lot. And it's, um. they say to have your mum, to have a sister, a family member, a friend, to have a female there and to have someone who is, um, who has done it before you makes a world of difference.
1: I can totally believe that. I think having, At least for me, just having other females and girls and someone who knows what you're going through, or at least could know what you're going through, Mm -hmm. much better than, you know, my husband anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And so for this one, actually, it's ironic because my husband's going to be most likely gone for this baby's birth also. So, but... That's okay, because I've already done it like that, and I it. <laughs> think it was better better for my morale to have some other girls there. So who's coming
0: with you this time?
1: It's going to be my same sister-in-law this time and then um, some other girlfriends. How many people are you allowed to have? I don't know if there's a limit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just have a pun. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yes. And I also have um, a doula this time. Well, she's, I think this will be her final birth before she's certified as a doula. Oh, beautiful. But I have, that's something I never even considered before. So that will be an, a fun difference for this birth as well. Yeah. Having a doula there. And have you been seeing her throughout your pregnancy? I have only seen her once. We kind of got connected through... My family's doctor's office. So, we just recently did our first home visit, and then she'll come to the birth and then come after for more home visits. So, I'm excited to see how that goes.
0: That will be nice.
1: So much female energy
0: in that room. That'll be nice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: I love it. And do
0: you know if you're having a boy or a girl, or you're not finding out?
1: No, we have never found out. So, It'll be a surprise. And my other two were surprises also, and both of them I guessed wrong. So this time I'm just not even guessing. I was going to say, what do you think you're having this time? (laughs) I've lost my confidence in guessing because I'm never right. Well, you've got one of each already, so you know you've got got all the stuff either way. (laughs) Exactly. And people won't be asking Oh, did you wish you were? If we're hoping for one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice.
0: So you mentioned that you were on the pill when you conceived your daughter, and you've also been on the IUD. So can you tell me a little bit about your experiences using these birth control methods?
1: (laughs) It made me crazy and very like up and down and emotional. So I mean, I haven't thought about getting back on since then, since we're in the baby mode currently, but I (laughs) would not be going back on birth control or an IUD. Cross them off the list. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, not good. So have you looked, I guess you
0: were probably doing it before conceiving your current bubba, looking at charting and things, but you've probably looked at that for conceiving. Is that something that you would do for, as birth control this time around?
1: Yes, I would like to. Um, I've never done it preventatively. Um, I've only done it trying to get pregnant, but... I feel like now I know so much more than I did before that 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 would definitely be my first go to even if we were trying to prevent other than using the birth controls that I've used in the past. <laughs> um it's just very interesting. There's so many interesting things to know that I can't believe I didn't know till I was 30 years old. It's insane, isn't it? And you have to go looking. Yes. I don't understand. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people around our ages are like that, like had no idea and just now are starting to realize how their own body works. Yeah. Just crazy.
0: And did after your first two births, did you have a midwife sit you down like day one and say, let's talk about contraception?
1: Yes. At your first appointment back.
0: (laughs) And what did you say? Because in my experience, they want you to go back on hormonal birth control. So when you told them, "Look, I I used hormonal birth control and it didn't work. It got me here. Yes,
1: that's why I'm here." That. <laughs> well, after my first and my follow up appointment, when they asked that, and I had said we were gonna we wanted to keep having kids now that we started mm-hmm. accidentally, just a lot of warnings like, "Well, you're supposed to wait a year." And in the meantime, what are you going to do? Which is just kind of surprising after everything your body went through already to think that you would want to go back on the pill or on, you know, whatever kind of birth control.
0: I feel like that. Like, I think even if I wasn't in the position I was in beforehand, it was, it baffled me that that was sort of the only thing they could, they could suggest Yes. It's very weird. And I was sort of horrified when you said, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I I, I pretty much just smiled and nodded by the end. Yes. <laughs> just told them what they wanted just, to hear so they would stop asking because... Just get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> which is sad, which is awful in itself. But I, I remember sitting there thinking, I could see how you could so easily be persuaded to just take hormonal birth control again because yeah there's no other option
1: and they pretty
0: clearly try to convince you that there's no other option
1: especially when a lot of times at least after my first i was very like emotional and hormonal when you're in that state anyway and go in for an appointment do some more hormones to
0: yes here you go and it's that as well i think you're very vulnerable you're in a very
1: vulnerable position yeah yeah it's sad it is at least people are learning more about it and hopefully getting on the right track yeah
0: and that's that's exciting that you'll like i think you'll feel so much more confident and so much more empowered this time around knowing that you've got that option there and knowing that like you trust that i think you trust that more especially if like given your experience you're very cautious of birth control and you trust that, yeah, I know what I'm doing, and it is. It's the same principle. It's just you reverse things a little bit.
1: Yeah, the timing. So, yeah, and you don't have to feel grossed out about what you're putting in your body. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that's a big thing. Like you're so mindful of that. Like when you've, you're when you're pregnant for the nine months, you are very mindful about what you're putting in your body, and when you're breastfeeding, you're mindful about what you're putting in your body, and so. You don't really want to just yeah. be yeah. In artificial hormones and things
1: like that. yeah. Uh,
0: so another question for you: What is the best piece of advice that someone gave you? So whether or not this was before getting pregnant, while getting while getting pregnant, or while pregnant, after your loss or your current pregnancy, what's the best piece of advice that someone has given you?
1: Oh. The best piece of advice someone gave me. Hmm. Well, when people tell you that everything has a season, I feel like that's really important to remember, especially in the little kid, little baby phase, that you're so tired and so sleep deprived. And it's in the moment you think you'll never miss that. But then in a year, they're bigger and you will miss it. And... After my first one, I discovered that was definitely true. So just being intentional about like enjoying the season that you're in, even if it just kind of sucks, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the waking up and being tired and wearing an adult diaper is not, you know, it doesn't feel like it's great in the moment, but just enjoying that season because it's going to be gone really soon. And even now with a three and four-year-old, they just change so quickly. And just enjoying them in the stage that they're that they already in is a great piece of advice. That is. And is that what you
0: think you would tell other people if they asked you for one motherhood pearl of wisdom? Because I think that is, I think that's perfect. I, I think so. I
1: think enjoying the season that you're in and like having very low expectations (laughs) for what you're going to be getting done. Um, (laughs) Amen. Yes. (laughs) you Probably won't get anything done. I remember one day when my daughter was a new baby, it was a rainy day and I decided I was just going to lay in bed with her all day and not care what, how productive I was or what I did and didn't get done And I still think back to that day, four years later. It was so nice. We just snuggled in bed together, and she was so tiny, and now she's so big. So, just enjoying them while they're little and not worrying about the dishes or the vacuuming would be my advice to someone. That's perfect. I love it. It's advice I need to be told as well. How old is yours again? A few months. She's just turned one. Oh, one? It's just turned wow. one. Wow. Yeah. So I do,
0: I look at her and I think, "Oh, you're a toddler now. You're not a little baby." Yeah. I do. A year
1: ago, you had a tiny baby. Yeah.
0: Not so much now. It's crazy. Time does fly. Time really does fly.
1: It does. Even when you're not having that much fun, it
0: <laughs> still flies. It <laughs> flies. And you said earlier you would do it again. You're ready to you have Yeah, you have to do it again. So there you go. Something yeah. something keeps us going back, doesn't it?
1: Yes. I don't know what it is, but there's something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you Anna for coming on and sharing your story, sharing your fertility journey, your pregnancy journey, your motherhood journey. You've shared a little bit of everything and it's been really nice. Um a really nice taster too i think for our very first interview um where can people find you if they want to follow along on your journey see photos of your beautiful family <laughs> yes just get in touch if they've had any similar experience and want wants to reach out to you can-
1: yes yeah, you can feel free to reach out to me i have instagram um my handle is it called a handle still on Instagram I think so I, I think know. it's a handle included in the show notes so you just
0: have to click on it and we don't have
1: to. all right what it's called <laughs> yeah but if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me or if you just like to see pictures of really cute kids you can find it there <laughs> well thank you very
0: much again for coming on the podcast thank you for being brave and sharing your story
1: thank you we've been waiting for your return <laughs>
0: Every month, women just like you will be sharing their fertility journeys and their stories. If you'd like to share your story, visit fertilitycode.com.au forward slash fertility files to apply now. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Fertility Co podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Fertility Co, slide on into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit fertilityco.com.au forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time... Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AF Co, or head to fertilitycocomau forward slash TempDrop for more information.